fantasy baseball fanatics, how you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's Baseball Podcast. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. It's our 20th episode. Your host, Dominic Martino. Here, as always, with my co-host, Matthew Arne. Matt, ready in week five, you know, month in the books. Week four is done. How are you feeling so far, my brother? I mean, I took my first L's this uh, week in a couple leagues, but um, I think I'm bouncing back. I'm going to try and bounce back here. How about you? Uh, I'm taking my fourth L. Uh, yeah, it's just nobody wants to hit home runs. No, <laughs> nobody wants to strike everybody out. It's just like, what's going on? My team's loaded on paper, you yeah. know, and I'm hurt. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to bounce back. There's only, I don't know, 22 weeks left of baseball. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, you know what, my brother? I think a lot of people are having troubles right now. A lot of people are struggling, like you said, especially in the, the home run area, you know, is a big one. And uh, starting pitchers are dropping like flies. But on that note, you know, that's why we're here, especially today. You know, today's our infamous waiver wire episode. Um, and especially in this one, we got a lot of big time prospects coming up. We got a lot of good arms. We got a couple good bats to speak of. So, guys, stay tuned for that. But um, as always here, we're going to start with our finger on the pulse. And we got a really good one for you today, man. Uh, we're going to talk Zach Gallen of the Arizona Diamondbacks starting pitcher. And man, does he look good so far to start the year? So, so far, Zach Gallen has um, five starts, an 0.95 ERA across 28.1 innings. He's got 26 strikeouts. Only four walks, hasn't given up a home run, only three earned runs, and a 7 whip. So, boy, oh, boy, does Zach Gallen look good so far this year. Uh, my thoughts are the, the kid had a great 2019 and 2020. Um, across those two years combined, Zach Gallen had 27 starts, a 278 ERA. It's 152 innings, 178 strikeouts, and a 117 whip. So now, um, as a lot of people know, or if you don't know, um, he got injured going into um, 2021, or I believe at the start of the year he got injured in 2021. Um, you know, he didn't look the same when he came back from the injury, um, was struggling trying to figure things out um had a healthy off season though and man he looks great so um i think we see um like i just mentioned the the 2019 and 2020 combined stats i believe it was like a 278 era um big strikeouts and a low whip i believe that's what zach gallon bounces back to matt uh how about yourself what are your thoughts here on zach gallon i mean i'm glad he's finally doing it i'll tell you that much yes he, sir he's been one of those guys that's been injury plagued at, throughout um his whole beginning of his career and um you know, I, I still I'm still holding out for him. I think that this may be the poise of the uh, poise for a breakout here. And um, all I'm going to say is finally. And yeah. um, if you own him, be happy and uh, do not sell because it's only going to get better from here. And um, if you don't have him, try and trade for him. But you're going to pay a lot of money for him. But he may be worth it in dynasty leagues. Um, I mean, shoot, even redraft the way he's pitching. He's pitching out of his mind. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say this with Zach Gallen. Like I said, he was a high-end prospect, and he's finally, you know, like Matt said, doing what he was supposed to do, um, what he was promised to do. And I think there's a chance here that, you know, he's 26 years old, so he's still fairly young, but the Arizona Diamondbacks might be, might be looking to move him. So if he gets moved to a good team, man, the sky's the limit. I see him as like a top 25, 30 pitcher right now. And if people are selling on him, maybe we wait till he has a bad start and then you try and buy because right now the price is probably absolutely outrageous. Don't think anybody um, should be trying to sell on him. But if you see people um, trying to do that, maybe throw feelers out there and see what happens. So from finger on the pulse, we're going to keep it pushing here to uh, news and notes 
First one is, um, let's talk about Lance McCullers. It looks like, you know, he's going to pitch off of a mound soon. So that's some um, good news here. Lance McCullers has, has been pretty good in his career, but he's always been banged up. Somebody that uh, I think if he's been dropped in your leagues around now is the time to start um, – trying to go out there and uh, pick him up, stash him on the waiver wall. I mean, uh, stash him on the IL if you uh, have the room for him. But it's it's kind of tough. I know with all the injuries right now, I'm not super prioritizing him. But, hey, if your team is by uh, fortunate enough not to be too banged up, you could do worse than Lance McCullers. I'll just throw off what he did last year. Uh, Lance McCullers last year, he did um, across – 28 starts. He had a 316 ERA, 162 innings, 185 strikeouts, and a 122 whip. So he was very useful last year. And he actually had 13 wins and five losses for the Houston Astros, Lance McCullers, once again. So I think he's a, a decent stash right now, especially at starting pitching where, you know, things are looking pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to say this, but. I mean, yeah, I think last year was the first time he had over like 130 innings in a while. I could fact check myself. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, you're exactly on point. He's never pitched more than 130 besides last year. Exactly on point. So, what you're seeing is somebody that finally kind of made it. But he still still missed like a month of baseball, even though he did. Like, oh yeah, well I think that that comes with the territory with McCullers. Right, you know, right. you're kind of gonna miss some time with the kid. You you almost like man, if you, if Montesi can just get as much time, just only miss a month for one. Uh oh. You know, it, Matt, it, where's the hatery? Is it there? Uh, it's Is it here. there? It's okay. here, a different color today. But yeah, um, I, I had to make sure we have we haven't asked in a while. The fans wanted uh, to know. Um, and I feel and McCullers is on that list because he's always like this super deceiving, so almost oh my god, so much upside, but then always just gets hurt. Ah, ah, my my flangella. <laughs> like it's just like you yeah, know, yeah. There goes my fanny hopes again. So like you know what, personally, I, I don't know if he's gonna pick up where he left off. I don't know if he's gonna end up with you know eighteen hundred million dollars in hospital bills this year, but me personally, I guess it's worth a shot. Because he's sitting out there at his percentage of ownage. Yeah, you beat to the punch. That's where I was going to go next. So half, more than half the leagues have him. But, I mean, to be honest, it's worth the stash. You could add him right to your IL spot right now if you're on Yahoo. So that's a beneficial if your league allows you to do so. Um, other than that, I, I really wouldn't drop anybody for him. Because, again, I don't see him being really worth it. Because, again, there could be a setback. There could be just, ah, and then yeah. it's over. Yeah. So um once again, he's probably not gonna be back until around the all-star break, but uh we'll keep it pushing here. So actually here's some better news. It looks like Carlos's Correa's finger is not fractured, which is Ooh. actually good. Uh Carlos Correa. There you go, you said it right yeah. that time. Oh uh, yeah, well, did, how, did that came off the wrong way there? <laughs> All right, so Carlos Correa, his <laughs> finger is um not fractured. It looks like it was just bruised and a little banged up. Got hit by the pitch on that one. That's great news for Carlos Correa owners. But it looks like he's gonna probably miss the next two or three games. Still feeling a little sore. So don't go out there and you know drop him or you know get um get banged on a uh get banged up on a trade for him. I wouldn't uh I would go out there and still hold. He's he was hot before uh, the injury there. Um, not sure how that's gonna outlook for uh some of the other players on the team, but he should be back sooner than later. Uh, we'll keep a pushing uh, update on uh, Chris sale. Not looking too good. Apparently, apparently he is behind schedule there. I'm going to get you the exact news there on Chris sale in a second, because um, he had a setback the other day. Um, looks like he's not going to be back for a while. That's uh, pretty much the, the note on him there for Chris sale. So just uh, keep that in mind going forward. 
we'll keep it pushing here with the news and notes. Matt, unless you have any thoughts on Chris Sale, anything you want to say there about Sale? Um, if you haven't already dropped him, that'd be the only thing I got to say. Yeah, you know, some of that outlooks on like a guy like uh, McCullers and guys that are getting things done. It's like the next guy we're about to talk about here, uh, Jack Flaherty. Um, guys, definitely I have over Chris Sale right now. So Jack Flaherty takes a significant step in his recovery. He's throwing a bullpen Saturday. He's going to be able to throw all of his pitches. First bullpen uh, since being shut down in March. Uh, it's great to see that he's going to be throwing his breaking stuff as well. It's a great sign. Uh, not so, f- not really uh, any news um, on uh, when he's going to be able to start a rehab assignment or anything like that. But it's just great to see that he's throwing these bullpens and he's going to start throwing all of his stuff. So maybe around the all-star break, I would guess that's my guess there. But Jack Flaherty, a very high-end, high-end pitcher. I'm a pitcher. I'm probably uh, prioritizing him on my IL um, over a lot of the other guys that are out there at the moment. Yeah, because, I mean, he he has already thrown um, – what's great is he's already been throwing batting practices. So that means he's at least getting his fastball out there. And uh, now that he's moving over to bullpen, um, bullpen sessions, that's usually the step right before the rehab game. So uh, I don't know how many they make him throw or how often they're going to let him throw. But I, if he progresses, it can either be as long as Dom said the all-star break or it could be as soon as next month. They haven't put a timetable on it yet. But this is just my opinion because – you, if you just look at the way pitchers' injuries progress, this is one of those things where it can accelerate very fast or take longer because this is where setbacks appear. So it's it's up in the air right now, but I, it's encouraging that we might see him in June, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be holding out for that because he's going to need at least like three, four rehab starts, mm-hmm. and you know, those it's going to take a little bit. But um, he, it's, it's just good news to see that um, Jack Flaherty is going to be back sooner than later. That's just great news. So keep it pushing with some even more good news. Looks like Mike Soroka is um, doing uh, defensive drills, looking get ready to to throw and doing all the right things. Uh, just a guy we haven't seen in a long time, and I'm hoping for the best for Mike Soroka. We just one of one of the great guys in baseball baseball and you know the Braves could use them you know that they've been haven't been the same as they were last year but once again another guy that I think he said he's hoping for um hoping to come back around the right after the all-star break and it just seems like that's the big timeline that all these teams want to throw out for all these certain pitches but we'll see you know just definitely somebody to keep an eye on I, I do like Mike Soroka a lot oh, yeah. when he uh, gets a chance to come back here I hope really hope he does. I mean, the only problem is, is he literally blew up his Achilles again for the second time last year. Yeah. Um, it's his planting foot, which is the problem. Um, so bearing no setbacks, yeah, probably after all-star break or even, even later into the season, more like August is where I'm assuming mid to late August is just because I think they're going to want to be a little bit more conservative with him due to the fact that he is essentially their ace. Everybody's probably forgot about him, but the kid's got a wild stuff. And to be honest, he could be, I mean, a top 10 arm, no question, if he's really healthy. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I agree that he has very high upside when um, healthy, but um, would like to see him to get back on that mound first. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, to keep it pushing here, uh, just it seems like there's a lot of uh, encouraging news here today, which I, which we all love to hear as uh, baseball fans, you know, fantasy baseball fans. Looks like Andrew Heaney of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Looks like he's going to, you know, start um, throwing this week, uh, playing catch and doing all that fun stuff. So, you know, he's building back up to, to get back out here sooner than later. Uh, he shouldn't be too, too far off because he was somebody that was only shut down a couple of weeks ago. If everything progresses well, I, I'm assuming we're going to see him back here in the next uh, three weeks, I'd say maybe a month. So he is somebody who was off to a really hot start. 
uh, I do like him as a stash, you know, um, just uh, maybe not over some of these guys that um, like Flaherty and, uh, but I do like him over like maybe a Soroka and uh, Lance McCullers though. So, you know, somebody that is a pretty decent stash at the moment, especially since, you know, it looks like Los Angeles uh, Dodgers might've fixed something there for uh, Andrew Heaney. But um, Matt, any thoughts there on Heaney? Nope. Let's keep it going. Um, Paddock elbow inflammation, not a good sign. Um, haven't heard more on it, but definitely you never want to hear elbow when it comes to pitcher. And yeah, um, he's, he's a, he's a drop for me at the moment. I would, took the words right out of my mouth. That was going to be my next thing. You know, he's not worth the stash. He, he was looking good, but I mean, he blew up my ERA last week. So, you know, peace out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was against, I believe Oakland as well. So um, yeah. um, that, that wasn't really um, too encouraging. And like you said, elbow, elbow inflammation is not uh, never something you want to hear about a starting pitcher. Right. So uh, I'd say uh, Chris Paddock, uh, keep it moving though. Uh, this one's a little bit encouraging. Somebody who Matt and uh, I were both high on coming into the year. Uh, Casey Mize is going to make his uh, first rehab start triple a Toledo on Thursday. So, you know, he hasn't been around since uh, the pretty much the beginning of the season. So, uh, it's going to be awesome to see if uh, Mr. Mize uh, can come back out and finally uh, impress us all after that big spring training. Uh, going to be interesting. Matt, I know you're a big Mize guy, so uh, any thoughts here on him? It, oh, I, I didn't realize um, he was getting his rehab start. Um, that's really, really exciting. Um, yes, sir. You know, I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We'd love to see uh love to see this kid get healthy and get his shot to, you know, be as good as he was promised. Once again, if uh go check his uh spring training stats. He really looked like he was about to break out. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that might that injury might have been bothering him uh in those first couple of starts because he did not look right to me, especially after the, the big spring training. So he's somebody I definitely want to keep my eye on, see how things progress with him. Maybe once again, not not as high end as some of these other guys, but you know, it looks like he's gonna be back sooner than some of the others so if he's been dropped or if he's been um you know somebody's just low on him and just looking to get rid of him for nothing i'd say throw some feelers out there and you know keep him on the watch list for now uh maybe we'll wait and see how that first start looks and then i'll uh, go from there with uh with uh, Casey Myers. Uh, to keep it pushing here, Matt, uh, another one, you might need to get a big sip of that uh, haterade there because it looks like Byron Buxton is hurt again. <laughs> oh, need, like, my uh, boy, Andrew! <laughs> <laughs> we, we need, like, uh, I want the Looney Tunes one for him. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so, a circus this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a very low-level hip strain for Byron Buxton, but you never want to hear that because you need those hips when you're swinging the bat. And uh, who knows what's going to happen here? He, he's he was hot there too for a while, so you know that's kind of what comes with the territory with Byron Buxton. Uh, unlike Mondesi, Byron Buxton will play a bunch of games and be very good for those games, but man, he is if he always misses like 60, 70 games every year. It's just. Really disappointing, but another guy who just has all the talent in the world. If he played a full season, I'm sure he'd be a top 15 player. But once again, looks like he's a little bit banged up. It does. It, they're saying that he's not going to hit the IL, but you never know. I just keep my eyes open on that one. Uh, so keep, we'll keep it pushing. Uh, Zach Wheeler hits the COVID IL. Um, I don't know if he's really got COVID. They didn't actually come out and uh, say if he did or he didn't. But uh, Zach Wheeler on the COVID IL, you know, uh, just adjust accordingly. Johan Moncada of the Chicago White Sox was activated today, uh, Monday. Uh, he played great in his minor league uh, rehab assignment. I would go out there and see if he was dropped in any of my leagues. You, you know, you could totally do worse uh, at, um, at third base right now than uh, Johan Moncada. 
uh, keep it pushing. Uh, Adam Wainwright actually did test positive for COVID. They actually announced that he has COVID, so he's going to have to test uh, clean twice before he comes back. Once again, adjust accordingly. J.P. Crawford's day-to-day uh, of the Seattle Mariners, who's actually been off to a very hot start. He's back spasms day-to-day. Um, he should be back sooner than later, looks like. Chris Bryant, who did hit the IL last week, got a, um, is scheduled to get a cortisone shot and um, should be back sooner than later, it looks like. You know, he just needs to get out there. Maybe they throw him a couple games in a minor league. I could see him being back by um, next two weeks. He's actually a guy I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, he was off to a decent start but didn't really get it going going yet. So maybe he's somebody I go out there at the moment and I say, hey, you know, what are you asking for on Chris Bryant right now? Because he's in cores. They're playing pretty well. CJ Crone's off to a high start. Brendan Rodgers is picking it up. It really just looks like, you know, he's going to just go out there and hopefully start clicking when he gets, you know, I'm on the field. Matt, uh, I don't know. What do you think about Chris Bryant? You think people should go out there right now and uh, start looking to trade for him? I mean, it's definitely a buy low candidate, but the only issue is I don't know what kind of, what owner is going to sell on him because they've held him for so long. Yeah. yeah but true. I mean, you could, you could go out there and offer somebody that's been hot right now. Uh, I guess a name that comes to mind. Let me think real quick. I think I have one of those people on my team. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'll say this. I as a Chris Bryant owner, you know, mm-hmm. in um in our I have him in a redraft league and I have him in Dynasty. So right now in Dynasty, I'm probably really not looking to move him, maybe for a couple young good prospects if I could, you know, people that are gonna help me in the future. Chris Bryant is getting a little bit older here. But otherwise, you know, you got to blow me away. And redraft, redraft, redraft. I mean, if you get the right type of deal that makes sense for your team, go for it. But that's the whole thing. It needs to make sense for your team. I'm just going out and saying that you might be able to get him for 50 cents on the dollar right now because he didn't get off to a super, super hot start. And, you know, people just might be a little bit down on him. You know, they might not know oh, course isn't working out. But, hey, you know, get, he's hardly had any time there yet. Yeah. I'm just going out there and say if you can get him for cheap, Go for it. If not, you know, you don't you don't even need to do anything. Yeah. But, you could throw a throw like a Mackenzie Gore at him. He's somebody. Yeah. Yes. Somebody with a sexy name, but, you know, probably going to get his innings limited towards the middle of the season. So, you know, what? people probably aren't going to be thinking that too far down the tubes. So, you know, you might be able to capitalize on the value. Matt, I think that was actually a perfect recommendation. That's some. That's the exact type of trade I'm talking about, and that's why we, we you know, we do this pod because you know we're kind of in sync there, you know, uh, hand in hand. But uh, we're gonna keep it pushing, guys, because I know this is what everyone's waiting for. We're gonna hit that, you know, that waiver wire segment. You know, everybody needs help right now, and that's what we're here to do. Uh, so we're gonna kick it off with um somebody that. I went out and I picked up in all of my leagues after I saw the start. That's Mr. Juan Yepes of the St. Louis Cardinals um, on Yahoo. He got first and third eligibility. And so far, uh, oh boy, is he off to a hot start. Um, I got his numbers right here for you. So, so far um, in um, five games, 19 at-bats, Juan Yepes has four runs, three doubles, nine hits, a home run, three RBIs. Uh, a walk, four strikeouts, and he's hitting 474. So he's just off to a, a torching uh, start right now. And I'll say this, Juan um, Pez is somebody who was um, a darling of the, the Arizona Far, uh, Fall League in the offseason. That's where I learned about him personally. He had a great showing there. And uh, so far this year in AAA, he was off to a great start in uh, 22 games. Juan Pez in AAA this year had 15 runs, nine bombs, 26 RBIs. Uh, and he hit 279. 
uh, the year before 2021, he had 27 bombs at 286 across 111 games. So the thing with Yepes is he's got big power, not a steals guy at all. And he's going to hit, look, looks like for a decent batting average, he's been hitting fifth in that St. Louis Cardinals lineup with Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt and, you know, everybody else there. It just looks like a great, great um setting for the kid. He's 22% owned in Yahoo right now. My number, he's personally my number one um, waiver priority as far as these prospects we're about to cover right now. So he's somebody that you, you really need to go out there and get as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, Dom, you hit it right on the head. I don't think I need to say much more about him because uh, you covered everything but where he was born. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, bro. Take the next one, my brother. You can go yeah. ahead. I know the next one's your boy. Yeah, so this has been one of my favorite prospects for God knows how long outside of Bobby Witt. And it was really upsetting that, you know, Oh, let me let me say the name first so I don't just go into a backstory like I always do. And that's Royce Lewis of the uh, Minnesota Twins. And uh, the reason why, you know, I've been so I've been anticipating this because the guy tore his ACL about two years ago and it was pretty unfortunate. And um, the second I I saw the alert, I was like, uh, I picked him up in every single league I'm doing. I'm in because uh, the kid's going to be incredible. A lot of steel upside um, and whatnot. Let me just pull up what he did last um, leading up to this season and. By God. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll, I'll just God. say this. I, 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 like, I like Royce Lewis a lot, too. He, he's a very, very, very talented young kid, and it's great to see that he's finally getting his uh, shot here with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. I'll, I'll preface this real quick while you're pulling up the numbers, Matt. Um, the thing is, is I'm not sure what they're going to do here if Correa is healthy. It looks like he is. I didn't want to get too into it until we actually got to Royce Lewis. So the thing is, is Correa might be back within the next week, so I, I don't think they're going to send the kid down or anything, but I don't know if he's going to play every single day. So just I would just be um, keep my eyes on what's going to happen here. Yeah, cause, I mean, there is that possibility, but I mean, we could also see him get bumped to third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm just saying, just keep, yeah. just keep your eyes, just keep your eyes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the reason why this kid got called up and with Correa being there to block him and him being hurt was the perfect opportunity to showcase the guy. But I mean, he, man, I think they messed up because I mean, he had 21 runs. This is this season in the minor leagues, three home runs, 11 ribbies, eight steals, batting 310. Like yeah. th- that's some incredible numbers from, from a, a minor league player and somebody that probably should have made the team coming in, but I mean, <laughs> they just had to go and pay Correa a bajillion dollars. So that's where we could possibly see him get pushed down, but luckily Correa don't like staying healthy every season. So, you know, that could be the other thing where he would just see him bounce up and down at that point. He isn't really worth it, but at this point, I think you pick him up, see what happens. And then, you know, the second he gets sent down, you drop him if he gets sent down. Yeah, I'm there with you, Matt, on Royce Lewis. Um, Right now, Royce Lewis is 25% owned on Yahoo. Uh, So far, only three games, um, 10 at-bats. You know, he's 3 for 10, hitting 300, so he looks great. Uh, Got a double in there. No counting stats, no bombs, no RBIs, no steals yet. But, um, you know, those are going to come. Those are going to come with the kid. He's been off to, like Matt Matt read you his stats there. He's off to a great start this year. I think he's, uh, as far as priority goes, I think he's uh, just a a smidge behind um, Juan Yepes. I think they go uh, hand in hand uh, as far yep. as I'm concerned. Uh, definitely guys you need to go out there and roster. Um, I would say because they're different positions. Though. Royce Lewis is a shortstop. Juan Yepes got first and third. So just accordingly, whatever you mm-hmm. uh, need on your team is uh, what I would do and go out there to get these guys. And just so, a heads up on it too before we move on. He got yeah. his home run. He hit the freaking wall, which was just upsetting. Yes, and, sir. Uh, hit a double. I mean, he's had a hit in every start he's had so far. So, I mean, the kid's looking like he's coming out and just going to say, hey, I belong here. 
So, you know, he's really encouraging in that aspect. But go ahead and move on to your next guy. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. Like I said, he, he he looks very, very, very good so far. Definitely Royce Lewis is somebody you need to go out there and um, invest in at the moment. If you, if you need a shortstop, you need some extra hitting on your team. It looks like he's going to be very, very good. So keep a pushing here. Here's another, uh, once again, prospect watch here. This is the prospect uh, part here of the waiver wire. We're going to get to guys that, you know, um, are in the, that aren't prospects in a little bit, but we just want to run through these names first because the Super 2 has passed according to me and everything. I've seen. That's why all these prospects are getting called up. We're going to see even more coming up, um, according to me, in the next month or so. But to keep pushing here on the, the waiver wire part of this, uh, we're going to talk about Alec Thomas, outfielder of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's a very, very high-end prospect. He looks good uh, so far in the minors this year. across 24 games, 101 at-bats. Alec Thomas has 19 runs, 8 doubles, uh, a triple, 4 bombs, 14 RBIs, 3 steals, uh, actually, I love this. Um, 13 walks to 16 strikeouts. It's almost one to one, and he's hit 272. But I'll even go back in 2021. Uh, Alec Thomas hit 313. In 2019, he hit 300. 2018, he hit 333. So to me, he's a he has a, a nice power speed combo. Uh, if you had to ask me, uh, he if he stays in the lineup all year, he could possibly be but he'd be like a 15, 15 type of guy. Give you a decent batting average. Uh, I think he's somebody, once again, we have another position here. Alec Thomas is a, as an outfielder. So just another another guy here that you could take a shot on. Uh, I love these high-end prospects when they come up. You always give them a shot and see what they could do because you never really know which one of them is going to pop off. Right now, Alec Thomas is only 17% owned. Once again, uh, we didn't do this on purpose, but if I had to prioritize three we talked about, I'm going Yepes, Lewis, and Alec Thomas in that order. So, I mean, definitely somebody out there that's, a, uh, that's actionable. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know too much about the kid, but I will say the only thing that uh, I probably would deter me from him is the team he's on. I don't yes, think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for the counting stats. So, I mean, you're probably just banking on his steal potential and probably um, we call batting average. Other than that, he really doesn't hold too much fantasy value, value this year, even if he stays up and, you know, comes out hot. There's nobody to really give him any kind of boost. But uh, let's move on to a guy, a local guy up here, and that's Bryson Stott. Um, ultimately I thought he was going to break out and kind of go, go off this year, but he looks like he's just been kind of middling down and averages come down to, um, a one, three, five. He's only has four ribbies and, uh, one run, but the only reason we even bring him up is because he's on the Phillies with a bunch of big bats. And, um, you know, there is that potential to kind of break out and come back. He is hitting towards the bottom of the, the, uh, lineup as well. So that's also affecting what his production could be because, I mean, shoot, he just got to gotta get the opportunity, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this with uh, Bryson Stott. The reason I really wanted to bring him up and talk about him is here because he did get sent down earlier in the year after the first 11 games. He uh, – I believe he did break camp uh, after spring training, and then, you know, he, he just got off to – yeah, got off to a really bad start, and, like, Matt just read you his numbers there. He really did nothing. But the thing is, they just called him back up uh, two days ago, after, you know, going to getting sent down to AAA, Mr. Bryson Stott in uh, nine games in AAA, 36 at-bats, he had 12 hits, two doubles, a triple, uh, two home runs, seven RBIs, two steals, 
uh, three walks to 10 strikeouts. You don't love that, but he hit 333, Bryson Stott. So, you know, I mean, he, he went off there, uh, did very well. So let's see if he, you know, when he come, you know, just came back up, if he could, you know, keep that, keep that rolling. You know, that's what I like to see. That's something I liked about Juan Yepes because he was tearing it up in the, in the minors right before he got called up. And if a prospect can keep that going, you know, you love to see it. You love to see that. And uh, I think Bryson Stott will eventually be great. And, you know, maybe, maybe he will be this year. I think he is pretty much below everyone we talked about. I think him and Alec Thomas are kind of close, but I'm definitely, uh, as far as shortstops go, definitely prioritizing Royce Lewis over um, Bryson Stott. So uh, we'll keep it pushing, though. Um, this guy actually just got sent down, um, you know, but we're still going to mention him here. That's uh, Jaron Duran of the Boston Red Sox. Somebody that I know uh, Matt is uh, pretty high on. So, Matt, I don't know if you want to take the, the lead here with Mr. Duran. Yeah, I mean, Duran's a great talent. and He's not really going to overwhelm me with power. But, I mean, he's going to be on the Boston team, which means he's going to get a lot of runs, a lot of scoring opportunities that way. And he'll probably be, if he – but, you know, put, gets himself and wills himself into that lineup and gets an opportunity again, probably be one of those, like, I don't know, five-hole hitter, seven-hole hitter, or, I mean, if they allow him to climb that high into it, I would see him in a one- or two-hole hitter because the guy can steal. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, has the 40-steal upside. So, you know, there's there's that. So, you know, just keep a lookout for him. But last year when he came up, he was not impressive. I scooped him up almost immediately. And he was just a flat-out bust, but they did let him finish off the season. This year, he did not break camp, got that one little opportunity. He did get a hit and did get a, a run, I believe. That was just about it. So we'll see. It's encouraging that he even got it because I think he got one hit last year out of, like, 70 uh, plate appearances. It's pretty pretty horrendous. I'm going to fact check that, but nah, last, nah, last year, yeah, 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 23 hits, but it was across 107 at bats and he only had 15. <laughs> so I, I, I do want to, I want to backtrack a quick second for one second here. I do want to say that Bryson Stott's only 3% owned on Yahoo. So guys, that's somebody, if you really, if you're in a deeper league, he's, he's out there, he's out there. So with um Duran, you know, um he's not really uh in in almost any league besides dynasty and you know he's definitely owned in those leagues right now so you know there's not really any actionable things we just wanted to talk about him because as matt said you know he did get called up the other day and um you know got a got a little hit there but he was tearing it up in triple a man uh in triple a uh jaron duran he in 16 games he had 62 at bats he had 15 runs uh 23 hits Four doubles, two triples, two home runs, 11 RBIs, eight steals. He only got caught stealing once. He had nine walks to 13 strikeouts, which is good. And he was hitting 371. So, you know, Jaron Duran is showing that he can tear it up in the minors. We just want to eventually see if it can translate into, you know, the production in the majors. Because he's on the Boston Red Sox team. I know they're not really performing up to par right now, but that lineup is very, very good. So he's somebody, if we see him get that call, you know, again later on in the year and you need steals, He's somebody you got to go out there and pick up. Uh, I'm going to give you his ownership percentage. It's 13% owned on Yahoo at the moment. So, you know, like I said, don't go out there and grab him right now, but you do go out there and you put him on your watch list and you say, hey, you know, uh, let me see what's going to happen here with this kid. So, Matt, any other thoughts on uh, your boy before we move on, Mr. Duran? Yeah, I think we'll move on to uh, Nick Lodolo. Yeah, take um, that one. That's you, brother. I know that's one of your boys, too. Yeah, Lodolo kind of had a rough beginning to the season and um, also to – just a little news note. So he was supposed to come back this weekend and they shut him down. So there's a little bit of a, a setback there, unfortunately. But we don't know how long he's going to be 
But let me just read off what he was what he did so far. So he had pretty much like three starts. He had one win, 19 Ks, uh, and a five 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 two ERA with a one five seven WHIP. Um, I believe his first no. So his last start before he got hurt on my birthday, funny enough, um, was his final like breakout one, and uh, that was a uh, he got the W seven Ks, one five nine ERA with a point eight eight whip which is fantastic and that was against st um st louis so that was a decent lineup he had to pitch against yes, so sir. well no we'll say that but i i don't know if it's a home away it was probably away because that park is just horrendous to pitch in but i mean the kid has a lot of upside for when he does come back he's somebody i'm not like you know number one white waiver priority the second he's available but someone to keep watching because i want to see him do a little bit more but the sad part is he's gonna have to pitch half his games in cincy so that's yeah yeah, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, my brother. I'm just going to, you know, chime in with this. Uh, he was, as you said, he was supposed to come back uh, Saturday, but he felt some soreness in the back after throwing. So I, I don't think he's going to be out too much longer. That's why I did want to include him here. Um, I, I, he's very, very talented pitcher. Um, you know, he like, as you said, he got off to a rocky start, but uh, he has a great, great minor league uh, track record, man. Uh so um, in 2021, he did only pitch uh, 50 innings, but he had a 2-3-1 ERA across 13 starts, 50 innings, 78 strikeouts, and an 0-9-6 whip. So that's why we are excited about Nick Lodolo over here at the MDs, as everyone else should be, in my opinion. I think with Lodolo, um, who's actually 22% owned on Yahoo, he is eligible to be put on the IL in Yahoo. Um, he's like a deep – I would do that in deeper, deeper leagues right now, but um, – Man, uh, you know, just not really too, too actionable, you know, um, otherwise uh, in any other leagues that aren't deep or don't have like unlimited IL spots. All right. So um, that's it on Nick Lodolo. We're going to keep a push in here to somebody who actually showed out yesterday, man. Uh, Mr. George Kirby of the Seattle Mariners. And man, he went six strong, didn't give up a run, seven Ks against Tampa Bay. Wow, uh, just that's that's the only word you could say about that is just absolutely wow. He was the number um, three pitching prospect, I believe, that hadn't um, pitched yet in the MLB. Forty-six uh, percent owned on Yahoo right now for Mr. George Kirby. Go out there, pause the podcast, pick him up. Um, probably number one priority right there with uh, Yepes and Lewis as far as the prospects go. If you need the arm man, um, I think this kid is really gonna be the real deal. He has a great track record in the minors um, so far this year for George Kirby in double uh, A. He had five starts, a one eight two ERA, 24 innings, 32 Ks, uh, only five walks. That's fantastic. And a 0.89 whip. So just everything you want to see. He has a great track record, as I said, in 2021 and 2019, only 24 years old for George Kirby of the Seattle Mariners. Like I said, pause the podcast, go pick him up. Amen to that. <laughs> I don't I don't think we even need to go any further other than man, Seattle's starting to look like uh Milwaukee over here where they're just churning out pitchers. Yeah, oh. your boy Mr. Gilly, Gilly Logan Gilbert. Looks yeah, like buddy. an all-star. All-star. Yeah. Amen to that. But uh I guess right from here, since uh, you know, I'm gonna opt out on talking about the boy, uh we'll roll into the waves real quick. And uh um, yes, sir. We'll yes, start sir. off with our first bat here, and that'd be Rowdy Teles. Well, you Rowdy, nailed that one, bro. I know. I'm, I'm actually impressed right there. You, you know, nailed I, that. JP's going to be happy. 
you know, it's one of those things. That, I mean, again, speaking of the the Brewers here, uh, you know, he's actually been pretty good. Last week, he actually had a great week. So he had three runs, three bombs, 12 ribbies, and was batting 321. So, I mean, that's really <laughs> that's a nice week. That's, a, that's like a, a category winner right there with 12 ribbies. Um, yes, so, I mean... I don't know if this is a long-term solution, but this is one of those ride the wave and see what happens type deal. I mean, Rowdy has never been this guy that I like. Uh, you even kind of hear his name around the league other than he has a, he just sounds like he's just going to get Rowdy in the club. <laughs> so, um, let's hopefully get Rowdy for your lineup for at least the next week and kind of manufactures you a win. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, my brother. I I prefer um the term juice the orange. That's what I like to go with. Um, So that's exactly what you do here with uh, Rowdy Telez. He's actually up. I didn't even realize this when I when I was writing uh the draft for the the, you know, today's uh, episode. I did not see his. I don't think he was at 74 percent owned on Yahoo. That's where he is now. So I do apologize. He might not be out there in your league. But as Matt said, I, I, it's not really like a must add situation with him. It's a, oh, if you need a first baseman that's got a little bit of pop in a great lineup where he's you know, going to deliver the RBIs. Uh, he's a guy that you, you could go out and add if he it does happen to still be there. Um, once again, on the year, um, Rowdy Telez has got a. Uh, 15 runs, seven bombs, 24 RBIs. He's hitting 258. So don't expect a great batting average out of him as he's never really done that. But it looks like that, you know, he's a guy that definitely has some pop in that bat. So we're going to keep pushing here uh, to our next player. If my Jesus, if my uh, my notes want to work with me here. I got you. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jesus Aguilar. Got him. He- Jesus Aguilar here of the, the Miami Marlins. Everyone should be familiar with that name if you've been playing fantasy baseball for a few years. Actually, f- former Milwaukee Brewer Jesus Aguilar. Uh, man, he's he had a great run last year where I remember he was just uh, doing it in the RBI department. Yeah, last year, uh, Jesus Aguilar finished with 93 RBIs, 22 bombs, hit 261 uh f- 49 runs so you know he's not that fast in 131 games so you can expect very similar production here this year bombs are going to be there rbis are going to be there especially you know with jazz and um you know jesus sanchez hitting in front of him and he and he's a good average guy very very sneaky good average guy uh every year in his career except uh 2019 he's hit for a plus average somebody that i'm actually pretty interested in uh going out there and getting so you know i'd probably even uh prioritize him over uh um, uh, Rowdy Talaz, in uh, my my opinion, I'm gonna grab you his ownership, 33% owned on Yahoo. So you go out there. I'm actually going out there and I'm getting him over uh, Jesus Aguilar. I mean Jesus Agu- Jesus Aguilar over Rowdy Talaz. Matt, what do you think? You agree with that? Yeah, no, I um I think that it's it's um it's a great ad. I 33% too. I think he should be at least at 50. First base really wasn't that deep this year, and a couple guys aren't performing so. Definitely somebody, at least, you know what, let's ride the wave. Let's see what happens and, you know, go from there. There is that, at least that history of him being good. Plus that last week was just ridiculous. But um, I think we can move on here. You pretty much covered it. And that's uh, the next guy here, Brendan Rogers um, of the uh, Colorado Rockies. He's about 37% owned. Uh, he had a great week last week. He went four runs, one bomb, four ribbies. Batting 292. I'll take that, especially with second base and shortstop eligibility. So, you know, if you're if you're hurting with shortstop, I mean not shortstop, second base, you know, that's which is a pretty rough category um, position. You know, it, it's somebody you really want to add. He didn't start off to a hot start, but I think he's finally starting to catch 
catch it. And that team is starting to heat up as, as well. And just a heads up, everybody, if you haven't been paying attention to Colorado Rocky bats, just in general, once the uh, weather starts getting a little bit warmer, that humidity starts rising, that ball starts flying out of that park. So this could be the precipice of a nice little breakout for a little run here for Brendan Rogers. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm backing up everything you said there. He's one of my guys that I, you know, thought was going to have a big year coming into this season, you know, kind of dropped the ball at the start of the year. But as you said, you know, you pointed out his stats there last week. It looks like he's really starting to pick it up. I bet you he was dropped in a bunch of leagues. You know, love that second him. base. Yeah, yeah, I dropped him as well. So I, I love that second base shortstop eligibility, as you said, you know, on Yahoo. Not sure if he has that everywhere. And once again, like you said, 37% owned. You could go out there and you could do worse than the kid, you know, Coors is a great park to hit in. Matt, you, I feel like I'm repeating everything you said. Just every, everything Matt said, you know, great lineup. Go out there and get the kid. Give him the chance right now, especially in deeper leagues. Uh, you know, that's the old bats that we got for you here for the waiver wire. So we're going to switch over to starting pitching. And um, damn, man, uh, you know who's another team, Matt, that looks like they got something figured out with starting pitching? The Minnesota Twins. This kid, Josh, um, I believe it's. Winder. Josh Winder, right? I, I, once again, I'm not super familiar with the kid, so we're going to go with Josh Winder. Um, somebody correct us if we're wrong there. Uh, man, he looks lights out. I'm going to give you his stats so far in the year for the 25-year-old Josh Winder of the Minnesota Twins. So far, he's got two starts, but it's five games overall, so he came out of the pen for three of those games. A 1-6-1 ERA, 22 innings, 20 Ks, only four walks, and a 0-7-1 whip. So, man, it looks like Minnesota's got something going on with that, with those young pitchers over there. Very, very impressive so far. He's got – and uh, Mr. Josh Winder, uh, Winder has got a, a great track record in the minor leagues. Um, you know, last year, 2.62 ERA. Uh, the year before that, 2019, he had a 2.65 ERA across 125 innings. It looks to me like he may not be the hugest, uh, biggest strikeout guy, but it looks like he's got great control and he knows what to do with his stuff. So I'm expecting a low whip. Uh, a, a decent ERA and, you know, um, maybe not a big amount of innings, but once again, at least juice the orange with the kid looks absolutely lights out. I'm going to pull up um, his uh, ownership percentage, but my brother, uh, what do you think about this young kid? Uh, Josh Winder, 28% owned on Yahoo. I think he's an ad. I mean, even with this kind of production, even if he flares out tomorrow, you at least want a shot and a piece of it. Uh, 20, 23% is, you know, a little too low. And I mean, you know, way everybody struggles with their uh, starting pitcher. I think that he's a great little ad and do it now before everybody else kind of catches on. And, you know, I guarantee tomorrow um, 95% of the pe of the podcast are going to be saying his name. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's definitely somebody that you want to go out there and get while you, while you still have the the shot at him, man, because like I said, that ownership percentage is still uh, fairly low. And um, out of all the guys, the other pitchers we're going to talk about, he's my number one out of, out of these three. Uh, Matt, how about this? This is actually a great one. Um, him or George Kirby? Of uh, you know, we talked about George George Kirby earlier, Kirby. and he looks absolutely great. Yeah, Kirby. So guys, yeah, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna back that one too. So um, out of all of the pitchers that we've talked about today, it looks like we're gonna go Kirby one, Mister uh, Josh Winder here number two. Um, another guy, you know, we're gonna keep it pushing here. Um, Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays. Say it. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's how I've heard it. Uh, it's either Rasmussen, Rasmussen. I'm not exactly uh, sure how it's pronounced, but it's uh, something along the lines. Let's, of let's that. just call him Rass. See, good old Rass. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Rass. So you know he's 53% owned on Yahoo, a little bit more than some of the other guys, and he's but he's got a pretty good track record. Once again, I'm telling you, Tampa knows what they're doing with these starting pitches as well. So it's another team that you know if they you know got a guy here, 
keeping my eyes out on him. Going to give you a stat so far. 28 innings, uh, three wins, 26 uh, strikeouts, 289 ERA and 096 whip. So he looks uh, absolutely uh, lights out so far. I pitched good last year for Tampa Bay. So he's somebody that, you know, if you need a starting pitcher, you go out there and uh, you give him the shot. You know, um, Matt, uh, your thoughts on him? Did I say I said 53% on Yahoo, right? Yes, you did. So okay, you did again. Making hey. sure. So, Everyone's got to know. <laughs> yeah, I actually picked him up today. Uh, I, I'm hurting for a starting pitcher with, you know, being down Lance Lane, Jack Flaherty, and Blake Snell. So, you know, he's I'm somebody that's at the victim of, you know, no no, uh, no pitching. I think that there's some good upside. I love Tampa as a whole just because of the park. I love that they know how to develop pitchers. Uh, I just want to see how long this kid actually stays up for. But I'm not really looking for long term. I just want to ride that wave. And, uh, you know, help him help me manufacture a couple wins along the way while he's still benefiting from him being up. So our next guy here and our last guy for the list is uh, Jordan Hicks. So Jordan Hicks, boy. Hicks is Dom. You could take him since you've been mentioning him the last couple weeks. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. The reason that I did want to you know throw him out there again this week is that he's building up. He's progressively throwing, you know, um, more innings, which I do like. You know, I mean, he hasn't had the best, best results yet, but man, I've watched a lot of his starts. The stuff is there. The stuff is absolutely ridiculous. You know, he, once again, he, he's got a couple of good starting pitchers there to learn from. He's got Wainwright, uh, Michaelis, just vets that, you know, have been good in their career that, you know, are just could show him a couple things. And I just think there's a lot of promise. I think he's going to be a pretty good strikeout guy. I think the ERA is going to be good because I think he's going to be able to suppress runs. The St. Louis Cardinals have an absolutely outstanding defense, probably one of the best in the leagues, in my opinion. And he just looks all right so far. You know, I'll read you his stats so far in the year as a whole. That's Jordan Hicks once again, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, four starts, six games overall. So he came out of the bullpen for two games. Uh, a 3.78 ERA, 16.2 innings, 18 strikeouts, and a 1-2-0 whip. So not bad numbers so far for a guy who's getting stretched out, hasn't pitched five innings yet, but you know who he's got this week, Matt? He's got those Baltimore Orioles, you know? So 13% owned on Yahoo here for uh, Jordan Hicks. Away. Um, Home at St. Louis. Okay, that's fine. Then he's a good start. So, yeah, no, I, I do like that. But don't forget, they did move the, the wall back in Camden Yard. So it's not as um not as comfy uh, for hitters as it used to be. But May 12th, Jordan Hicks, uh, Baltimore Orioles, that's definitely a start for me. 13% owned on Yahoo, widely available. Go out there and get him in those deep leagues. I think he gives you five innings, gets his first win. I think he strikes out at least six. So that's just my little prediction here for uh, Mr. Jordan Hicks. Uh, I mean, I like the upset. I like the start too. So it may be a nice little quick start, but yeah, juice the orange, juice yeah. the orange. I, I don't know if he's going to see the five innings though, like you're expecting. So, I mean, this is kind of like a Kenta Maeda situation where they're not really yeah. letting, letting the, uh, letting him get too much of a leash. So, I mean, I think we could see the four, four starts. I think we're going to four innings. I think we're going to see that for a while. Um, and it's probably going to fluctuate between three and four and that's going to affect if he gives up a run or not. Cause that's going to meet yeah. you on the, we'll week see, as well. I, I so think there that, is some, like, there's some disadvantage to owning him though, but yeah. I mean, he's worth the He's worth the flyer. Uh, you know what? You got to roll him out this week. It's a good matchup, but I mean, ultimately I don't think he's going to be a long-term hold for me just because I mean, you know, it, until I see him get at least one or possibly two strung together with over four innings in the fives, then, then it's kind of like, okay, I, I can give him a look, but 
if he's getting four every week, what's the point of even adding him? It's like adding a middle relief guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally hear that. But um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say this before we uh, wrap it up here with, um, you know, the podcast. The thing with Jordan Hicks that I personally do like is that they're trying to stretch him out. The Cardinals as a team have come out and said that they want him to be a starting pitcher. They want him to go five innings, right? So the problem so far, in my opinion, once again, I've watched a lot of his starts, is not as so much as can he do the five innings as, you know, he's not, he's walking too many guys, you know, if he can get the walks down, if he can, you know, suppress the runs a little bit better, you know, which on the year his numbers aren't really that bad. If he can do those things that I'm saying, I think he will be able to, especially against Baltimore. I think if he goes out there against Baltimore, he gives you five strong, like I said, you know, like I'm predicting and has a good start his next time out, you hold on to him. If he goes out there, you know, against Baltimore and he drops the ball, you caught him and you, and you just move on. But the thing there is there's a lot of promise with the kid. He's got great stuff. He throws 100 miles an hour. He's got filthy breaking stuff. So he definitely has the potential to be a very um, good starting pitcher. He's somebody even that even in dynasty leagues that I'm going out there and I'm adding because if he's out there, you know, in dynasty leagues, he could. He's a young kid. He's got a, a good future in front of him as far as I'm concerned. But on that note here you know um, we're gonna wrap it up for this week you know uh the fantasy mds we we appreciate everything all the love especially everyone there on youtube man we appreciate the love it means a lot to us um we do want to go out there and say this We'd appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, if you drop the comment, you know, and then um, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, um, a rate and review goes a really long way for us, guys. We truly appreciate it. If you can go out there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, write us a little review. If you like what you hear, give us a five star, um, you know, um, five star on there as well. You know, and we truly appreciate it. If you do all that, you can come to us. We'll give you our full rankings, you know, uh, going forward for the year and redraft dynasty. We got, you know, uh, pro- uh, prospect rankings as well. We'll give you those. And just thanks again, guys. We truly appreciate the love so far. It really means a lot, you know, to our, you know, our young podcast, hoping to win rookie of the year this year. Amen. <laughs> but uh, until next week, until, um, until Thursday guys. Uh, see you. Peace. <laughs>